So a few years ago, it was only about four years ago, I was diagnosed with brain cancer. And it was a very large thing in my head and it was inoperable. It was in the middle of my brain. So the doctor said, it's not looking good. You've got about three weeks to live. Um, get your affairs in order, write a letter to your son, the last letter, and um, really prepare. So that was a huge diagnosis to receive. And everyone around me was in shock because they felt like they were going to lose me. And the only, it was only me and my son knew that I was in for the long run. I had no intention of leaving. And thankfully, here I am today, alive and kicking all these years later. Yay. Um, so I, I was in hospital and I began to meditate. I was praying, meditating and doing a lot of work connecting um, with the big life force, the source of all that is. And I started to meditate and I had this feeling that I had this information that I was going to die today and I told my nurse she was very lovely and she went Susie we've got you it's all right don't worry I said no no I'm not worrying I'm just telling you please keep an eye on me so I sat on the edge of my bed and as I did so I felt my spirit wanting to leave my body and I had this this experience where my spirit came through and up and out the crown of my head like it was being sucked out on a vacuum and I felt myself lift out of my body and I wasn't frightened because I trusted, you know, I have great trust in life and in death, as it turns out, I trusted. So I wasn't frightened and I left my body and I went up to the other realm and I saw a lot of things. I learned so many things when I was up there and I was asked, do I want to come back into my body? I said, yes, I have a, a young son who needs me. And I was delivered back into my body with a white flash of light. And in that process, the thing that was in my head got sorted out. There was no scarring. I had an MRI scan straight afterwards. And the doctor said, we don't understand it, but the tumor has gone and there's no scarring. This looks like a miracle. Um, and we don't have words to kind of really explain this because we're not in the business of miracles. And I smiled and said, that's interesting because I am. That is my business, being in miracles. And I believe in miracles. So I, it was a miracle healing, according to the medics. Uh, according to me also, it was I was very blessed. And they told me I would have three scans. One would be terrible. The second one, and, to, and a lot to worry about. The second one, it would shrink. And the third one, it would be clear. And that is exactly what happened to me. The first one, the doctors were really like, no, this isn't looking good. The second one is like, oh, it's better, surprisingly. Third, we can't believe that it's gone. And um, I, when I came back into my body, I came back with no fear, with absolute faith about what I'm doing here. And the angel said, you're chosen for this big storyline because you're a writer, because you're a communicator and you have a, a, a really lovely platform to speak to people. And we want you to inspire, write a book and a film and inspire many people around the world in that you can heal yourself. And I knew that and I believed that and I was living, I am living proof of this. And they gave me a really tough 
storyline. It wasn't just a, like a broken arm or something simple. It was in here, you know, the very difficult part of the body. So I experienced this wonderful feeling and I came back with a different perspective of the world. Much more love. I've always been loving and kind, I would hope. But loving kindness, forgiveness. You know, I had someone I had to forgive. Someone in my family. Uh, I had been at war with them and I thought it could never be resolved. This person came into my hospital room when they thought I was dying. Everyone else thought I was dying. And I, he, we, we spoke and I forgave. And in that moment, that was healed. And this is a healing I thought was never, never going to happen. It did like this. So I healed myself. I healed our problem. And I learned that healing, healing and being forgiving to others, whatever they've done, we come with compassion. We do not know what people have gone through. We do not know their history, the systemic issues in their family, in their generations, what they may have gone to. But fundamentally, we are human to human. And when we get into our hearts and we speak from our hearts, that is truth. And that is infinite possibility that we have to heal. And when we heal ourselves, we're healing the collective, of course, because we are all one. This is the really strong message I got. We are one. It's not you and me. It's one whole system so um i learned that it's important to have faith to have trust that all is well and whatever happens in life there is always an outcome that is for the best and the highest and we not may not be able to see that we may have a picture this big but in the big story of life there is always a really good angle in anything so having trust that all is well, trusting in the bigger force of life, respecting the bigger force of life and honoring our friends, our community and our family. This is hugely important. I learned this when I was ill. My whole community and my family came together um, and it's it's a really valuing our friendships and our people we love and being present for them. You know, in this in this time that we are all living in, there is so much distraction. There are so many screens. There are so many things and films to watch, places to go, da, 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 da. Slow it down. Slow down so that you can smell the coffee. You can live your life with awareness and with presence and being present with whoever you're with. So when I came back in, well, another thing that happened early, there's no, there is only now. That's another thing I learned. It's only now. There's no past and future, really. It's all now. So be present now. And these are the kind of things that that, that I learned. Um, and I think if we all really have a look at the truths of life, we can all live more happily on this planet together and be more loving and kind and compassionate uh to each other and by so doing we make this planet and this earth and this lifetime so much more pleasurable for everyone
we all come packaged with a load of beliefs that we have, may have picked up in our childhood, in our environment, in our society, in our culture. It doesn't really matter where it comes from, but it's good to acknowledge that we have beliefs are driving this bus somehow. You know, if we believe money is difficult, it will be. If we believe love is difficult or whatever the belief system are, we will play that out. So it's good when to notice what's popping up in your world. And often we have repeating patterns. Oh, I never have enough. Or, oh, I always have bad relationships. Well, it's only you in the room. There isn't anyone else here. So whatever we're facing, notice, acknowledge, bring that up for healing. Have a look at it. You know, what are my beliefs around this? And really spend some quiet time. The quieter we get, that's why prayer, meditation, quietness, walking in nature, all these kind of things, not only connects us to God, but it also allows us to go deep inside ourselves to identify what our beliefs are, what may need shifting. And the good news is that we can shift our beliefs. The first stage of shifting your belief is noticing it, noticing what your belief is. And you can test it because it will keep recurring time and time again. You have friends who always are always talking about something similar, patterns that are happening in their life. It's rare that it happens as a one-off. There'll be patterns and it will happen regularly and they'll be sick of it and da-da-da-da-da. Well, notice that. Bring your attention to that and ask oneself, what is it? What part of me needs to heal? What do I need to forgive, perhaps, in another person? Often a parent or a sibling or someone connected to us in the family, perhaps. What is it that needs healing? And once we give that person our forgiveness... Give that person our love unconditionally, then we can be, we can get on this road to healing and we can get on this road to busting unhelpful beliefs. And what I learned was one, creativity is healing. It's a healing process. It takes us closer to God. Flow is when we are in the space where time goes by. We don't know, you know, you just get immersed. And that is getting into the source channel. It's immensely healing, soothing, blissful, joyful. When you're dancing like you don't care who's watching, if you're painting, you love it, it doesn't matter what it turns out like. This is experience of spirit meeting the heart. This is where we get joyful. And as, and as we have our kids in school, it can get knocked out of us. I was told many times at school, you're a terrible writer. I'm now the published author of many books. And, um, you know, I, I write a lot. I'm writing a new book at the moment. It, I am a great writer. And yet I was told when I was young, I was a horrible writer. Who to believe? And as a little girl, I'm going to believe my teacher. So we have to knock out those negative expressions. I've ended up working with a lot of wonderful geniuses and celebrities. I've worked with Michael Jackson, with Madonna, with the Spice Girls, with lots of A-list film actors and so on. David Bowie and George Michael had a wonderful time. All these people who are geniuses in their fields understand the power of creativity. They show up. They got pushed back, rejected, told they were no good at some points. Uh, everyone has a story when you start talking to these people. 
They've had rejection after rejection after. All the great people I know who are great artists have suffered a lot of rejection along the way and people not recognizing their work. Being a, a, an absolute genius and at the top of your tree requires a lot of rehearsal and work and repetition and showing up mm -hmm. often when you don't feel like it but the thing is you have to really remember that creativity is a god-given right for everybody if you're human you are creative that's how it works and our thoughts are creative they're like little magnets when we think something we're going to attract more of that in because these thoughts they might feel like they're just passing by in consciousness, but they, those sweet little thoughts or angry little thoughts or negative little thoughts, they are the ones with the power. So give the power to goodness. Give the power to your positivity. Do not give your power to the negativity. Do not do that because you're doing yourself a disservice and you're cutting the lines to your abundance, to your natural abundance. As humans, we our resonance, our frequency, our vibration is directly affected by our thoughts, by our words, by our actions. This is written in all the great texts, all the great texts and wisdom from the ancient times to the modern times, all say the same. Take care of what you think about. Take care of your words, your conduct. Set good intentions. One thing I learned when I went up out of my body was intentions are powerful. When you set an intention, the whole universe con convenes to bring that in for you. It doesn't know if it's good or bad for you. That's up to you. But you gauge how you feel. If it feels good, it's going to take you in a good direction. If it feels bad, gossip, mm, all this sort of thing, things that feel not very comfortable. These are your GPS system, your, your, your ability to judge what is draining you will kick in. So use that, notice that, be mindful of that. And this is another good reason to slow down because when you slow down, you begin to notice which of your friends are pulling you up? Which of your friends are pulling you down? Notice that and make good choices. So I think it's very useful to go into life with a spiritual awareness that we are part of this extraordinary system of nature and that this nature is fundamentally held by God. And we are subject to the laws uh, that exist. These are physical laws. If I drop something, there's gravity, all of these things and the laws of nature mm -hmm. and the fact that the sun and the moon and the stars and all of these things move around um, in a system. So I think to to bring awareness into our daily lives of, of the fact that we are God and we are uh, part, we are, we are one system and individually we are part of this big collective. And remembering that we are God allows us humility, humbleness, gratitude, and understanding that we have infinite power to bring into life. Uh, it's a wonderful knowingness. And also, when you get ill, it allows you to have faith that all is well. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing to worry about. And I am, I am living proof, dying. If someone... 
I know as someone who's died to near them, close to them, I can't say, oh, I'm really sorry. I have to say they're in a great place. You know, they're being looked after in in by God. And that I've died and I've come back to tell and share the story that it's beautiful. You know, I, I was given a choice whether or not to come back. I came back because I have a son to look after, but otherwise I probably would have stayed because it's absolutely beautiful. Um, we, again, our, our concepts of death have been very modified by modern traditions, when in fact, um, we never die. We are infinite. You know, our bodies may cease and get a bit older and wrinklier and may give up at some point, probably will. But our spirit goes on ad infinitum. And that's a very beautiful and soothing thought. There is nothing to worry about in this life. The only thing we need to look at and care about is being kind and loving to each other, being good people, being compassionate to others, offering love first, going through the heart, and so on. And all of these things we can do when we remember that we are God.